0: Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, (laughs) wimpy, wimpy! Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or and today's episode, as you can tell by the title, is all about navigating dating as a 20-something-year-old. I've been having a lot of conversations, girlfriends with my guy friends, about dating and dating apps and their experiences, just different opinions on the way to go about it, experiences and things like that I don't have a super planned out episode I kind of just want to talk about it very organically and maybe some of these feelings and experiences are something that you can relate to and I'd love to hear either on the podcast on the podcast on the Spotify app you can like leave a reaction to the question that I asked so I'd love to see your responses there or you can feel free to DM me on either at Alana Bloom or at Morning Ray Podcasts on Instagram. I feel like a lot of you girls are single girls or you're out dating and about... So I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. I've been trying to just lean into more topics of things that are going on in my life. That way I can speak super organically and authentically about it. And I feel a little more connected to you guys that way. I feel like if I'm going through something or something's on my mind, I'm probably not the only one. So I would love to discuss this with you. And I think it would be a really fun way to take and continue the podcast. I've honestly been in a little bit of a rut. With episode topics, I'm feeling the urge to start interviewing and bringing on guests again just to kind of navigate that and give me someone to bounce the conversation off of. As much as I love doing solo episodes, it can be really draining talking to yourself for like 25, 30 minutes. I truly do not know how certain podcast hosts talk for an hour to themselves. I think that's insanely impressive, but I just haven't ever really been capable of doing that. Unless I'm doing like a QA because I have questions and things to bounce off of. But I definitely wanna bring more guests onto the pod. If you have any requests for guests, please let me know. I know I did mention I was gonna bring on a guest for running. That guest did fall through, so I'm trying to get another one. But if there's anyone you would love to hear on the pod, if there's any topics you would love to hear me talk about, please don't be shy. Please DM me. I would really love your feedback and requests. I really appreciate that. Okay, life updates. Last weekend, I celebrated my birthday in Toronto with all my girlfriends and my family and it was honestly such a heartwarming weekend. I feel like my birthday for the past few years has really been a time of... Just really acknowledging and bringing attention to how amazing and fortunate I am to have such amazing friends and family in my life. It wasn't always this way in terms of friendships. I really struggled with friendships growing up really until like mid-university, I would have a few friends here and there but I always felt like I struggled in my friendships that they were always just really one-sided and I never really found my people so it feels really good to have a good group of girls and guys in my life who I can go to who I can rely on and support vice versa I'd hope I just had an amazing time this weekend I felt really loved and special and truly just had an amazing time definitely better than my birthday last year I died a little bit on my birthday last year we had no incidents this year we had a full night of fun, no getting sick or anything like that, so definitely really fun running. I have not signed up for my half marathon yet, although I'm on week four of training. It's currently a deload week, which feels really nice. I definitely feel my pace picking up, but my heart rate is still going higher. When you're running, I don't know how many of you girls or guys are running. People, ideally 80% of your run should be in your zone two heart rate, so it's like 70 to 80%. I think. Think? or maybe 50 to 60 percent hold on one second okay zone 2 training is typically the lowest zone used for training purposes think of it as going for a jog while you can still hold a conversation somewhere between 60 to 70 percent of your maximum heart rate the purpose behind zone 2 training is to be able to sustain a pace just below your aerobic threshold for 30 or more minutes so you find your like maximum heart rate by doing 220 minus your age so mine is 196 beats per minute because I'm 24. Okay, but then some another source says 70 to 80%. How do I know my zone 2 heart rate? I don't know. They all have somewhere between 60 to 80%, 70 to 80%. But anyways, you do that by running slower. So as much as I love and have been able to run faster, it's definitely kicking my heart rate up there. So I'm trying to run slower, especially on my long runs, I have a long run this weekend. Where When it happens Saturday, Sunday depends on when I go out because I would prefer not to run hungover. So I've been trying to plan my runs around my social events and that is what we call balance. I think balance is super important. But I haven't actually signed up for the half marathon yet. I think I'm going to do that this week, seeming as we are eight weeks away. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this, guys. My long run this week is eight kilometers because it's a deload week. Last week it was 12 kilometers and I actually thought I was going to die. I did it midday during heat because I literally had no other option just based on birthday plans and then the weather. It was kind of a bit of a shit show. But next week we have a lovely 14 kilometers for those who know miles or don't know what I guess not knows mile because it's okay. A half marathon is 13 miles or 21.1 kilometers. So 12 is essentially just above half of the distance that I have to do. And honestly, I was kind of dying a little bit. So I'm really a little nervous for 14 kilometers. But my dad reminded me, try to look at it as time on my feet as opposed to the distance because the distance can be really overwhelming. But honestly, dad, the time is just as overwhelming at this point because I'm running for over an hour. The thing with running and doing long distance running is I'm not only learning how to pace myself, breathe, form, do the actual thing, but I also need to learn how to fuel myself properly before during and after my runs which is like a whole other training process in itself to be honest it's been really rewarding doing running and training for the sport because at the end of the day running is a sport because I haven't done something like this since high school when I was dancing competitively and was training as a competitive dancer yes I've worked out and I've lifted weights and I've done Pilates and all these things but training like an athlete is a whole other ballgame. Game, it kind of feels nice. Well, not kind of, it really does feel nice to have a purpose and a goal and something outside. Of my work life to be working towards also being a part of that community in a way so i strongly encourage you if you don't have any sort of hobby or goals outside of your work life go out go search for them it doesn't have to be running because i feel like everyone and their mother is running on tiktok right now it can truly be anything but i can say and guarantee you that adding hobbies into your life And setting goals outside of your work or your career is the ultimate game changer. It really levels you up. It helps you feel like your highest self. It gives you more purpose and value and adds to your identity. I don't know. It's just really, it's really the vibe. Okay, current favorites. I know this intro is getting really long, but I do really want to have longer podcast episodes for you guys. So I guess this is working in my favor. I hope you don't hate me for having a long intro. Current favorites, I've been loving going to bed early, although I kind of slacked with it this week because I had stuff staying with me and I was being a little social butterfly. But i really been loving going to bed early. It's I guess it's not super early. I've been going to bed by 10, 30, which for me is early because normally I'm a 12 to 1.30, 2 a.m. girly. So going to bed early and getting that eight hours of sleep has honestly Really helped with my mental headspace. It's really helped with my energy levels. And it's also helped my running. I feel like sleep has really benefited me. I know this is like common knowledge, but it takes a lot to actually put it into practice. At least for me, going to bed earlier and getting that eight hours of high quality sleep, specifically falling asleep to brown noise. Although I haven't done that this week because Steph was here and I didn't think, didn't want to disrupt her sleep with the brown noise in case she didn't like it although I feel like she would have liked it. Going to bed early, honestly, game changer. We are in our wholesome era. I've also really been just loving doing wholesome things with friends and spending more time with my family Um, and seeing my nephew and my sister. I'm really trying to make more of an effort to go home more. I honestly wasn't for a bit. We had a really traumatic year last year. Not going to touch into that too much, but going home was honestly really triggering for me. And it was a place that I didn't really want to be anymore. It didn't feel like home. It still kind of doesn't really feel like home. I'm a strong believer that home is a feeling, but like my childhood bedroom doesn't really feel like mine anymore, which kind of sucks. It is really heartbreaking in a way, but I'm trying to do a little bit of exposure therapy and get myself comfortable with the uncomfortable and just like work through these feelings and this trauma and everything. But I've really been enjoying spending time with my family and maintaining those relationships. I've been feeling really, really connected to my friends lately. I also feel like I'm in a better headspace in terms of being a good friend. I'm becoming a better listener. I think I am. I don't know. I guess I could ask my friends what they think. But I feel like I really am trying to be more aware of what I'm providing in conversations with my friends like how am I serving them in the way that they're serving me and just really making sure that the relationship is a two-way street that it's even and that I'm providing them the support that I would want if the roles were reversed and with that said I really have been loving facetiming my friends over texting them not all my friends live super close to me and we can't always hang out all the time because we are all living super busy lives and are working and adulting and all of that so FaceTime is a really nice way to maintain and build those relationships and really just have a more genuine connection with your friends or your family or whoever over texting. You guys know I recently was in Montreal for a music festival, and I totally forgot how French-speaking Montreal is compared to the rest of Canada. And it made me realize that with all my travels and now that I'm traveling more, I really want to start learning other languages because, truthfully, I can only speak English, and I would love to speak locally. Like, I would love to speak like a local. Um, so, the next time I'm in Montreal, I can speak French. Maybe if I go somewhere where they're Spanish-speaking, I can speak a little Spanish, like when I'm in Mexico or something. And that is why I've been learning how to speak French with Babel. Babel is. An incredible app it allows you to learn a language a lot faster and for a lot more affordable than a private t- tutor which can cost hundreds of dollars it's designed by real people for real conversations and all of their tips and tools are super approachable accessible and rooted in real life situations so you're truthfully going to be speaking like a local Like, no one's going to know that you're a newbie in terms of your language and speaking and all of that. Like, you can learn how to ask for food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult a language app while you're traveling I have a special offer for our listeners to help you get started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, and it's only for our listeners, and you can get this at babbel.com slash Ray. You can get 55% off at babbel.com slash Ray, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Ray. Ray, rules and restrictions may apply. I honestly prefer FaceTiming over a phone call because I love the face-to-face connection. So if I can't get that in real life, FaceTime is honestly really nice. Okay, enough talk about my life, about my current faves. Let's get into the episode. Let's talk about dating, navigating dating as a 20-something year old. Maybe you're not 20. Maybe you're little younger maybe you're a little older generally speaking majority of you are in your early 20s your mid-20s somewhere around my age and i feel like this is something that is a conversation a lot of us are having with our girlfriends with our guy friends with one another, I definitely think there is a shift in the conversation surrounding dating apps. I think we are tired of them. A lot of us are just craving that in-person connection, that organic, authentic meeting of a person like our parents had, either meeting someone out at a bar or at a workout class or on the streets or at a restaurant or something. Or being set up by a friend as opposed to swiping on an app, matching with someone, and going on a date. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like sometimes dates from dating apps like Hinge, or I really haven't been on a date from any other dating app. Um, so dates from dating apps like Hinge feel very performative. Like, you know you both find each other attractive because that's essentially what the app is, right? It's a catalog of all these people and you're basing your attraction to them solely off of the pictures on their profile. Yes, they have prompts and that may show some personality, but to be honest, a lot of the times we're just like being very materialistic and surface level and just judging a book by its cover. And for me, I'm someone who is definitely a personality girl. I'm definitely someone that can be more attracted to a person based on How they hold themselves, how they conduct themselves in a public setting, how they treat other people, the way they're carrying themselves, like all those things really add up into this equation. They make up the equation as to whether I am or not attracted to them. So when I'm on something like Hinge, like Raya, like Bumble, it really limits my ability to tell if I'm interested or not and kind of just takes away all the things or majority of the things that I would put into this equation to determine if I'm attracted to someone or not and leaving it just to what their physical appearance looks like in that photo. And to be honest, no offense to the guys, a lot of you don't know how to take photos. A lot of you are not super photogenic or know how to make yourself more photogenic. And I just don't think Hinge is or like any dating app is a great playing field. I just rather judge your character and you and determine if I'm interested in you or not from meeting you in person. I don't know. That is just something that I've really been feeling. I also feel like when I meet someone in person and start a conversation and maybe that conversation leads to us exchanging numbers, or Instagrams or whatever I really rather a number over an Instagram that's another conversation and we'll talk about that in a little bit if I remember cuz I'm not right I don't have it written down but and then maybe that exchange of numbers leads to a little texting back and forth and going on a date I just feel like the date is so much more casual it feels so much more natural and there's so much less pressure than when you go on a date from a dating app because when you're on a dating app you know sort of what their intentions are like they want to go on a date with you they find you attractive they may want to potentially see if there's a connection for a serious relationship or maybe it's just a hookup a situationship or something but you really like know their intention like it, it just feels very transactional From- if you've been listening for the pod For a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language, and that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese... It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The weather is getting warmer. And sometimes life gets busy in the summer months, and that is where factors, no prep, no mess meals come into play. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code ALANA50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code ALANA50 at factormeals.com slash ALANA50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active thank you factor meals for sponsoring this week's episode of morning ray this show is sponsored by better help sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up we throw them under the rug and we just keep forgetting about it pushing it away ignoring it until it just Gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who have have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. I'm a dating app, whereas meeting someone in person and deciding to meet up again feels very natural like do you think do you guys agree with me on this I don't know I've been finding lately that the dates that I've gone on from meeting them in real life or like them having been friends or people I've like met a few times at like gyms or coffee shops or on the street or whatever like a guy coming up to me and like starting to talk to me It just feels so much more chill and I feel so much more myself going into it and it takes the pressure off. I don't know if it's just like my viewpoint on Hinge and dating apps versus like meeting someone in real life, but I definitely feel like the vibes are very different and I've gone on a lot of Hinge dates in the past. I went like two summers ago or I was constantly going on dates from like I want to say like 80 to 90 percent of them were from Hinge. And they are very performative. Like it's feels very interviewy. Like a lot of the times I'm in a position where I'm kind of being interrogated because the guys are very interested in what I do and like no blame or hate to them. Like they're I, like I'm flattered that they're interested. But I don't know. Like I'd rather talk about more things other than just my career all the time. And I know it's not like a normal mundane thing, but I like talking about deeper things. And I know that's not really normal to happen on a first date, but I rather talk about the deeper subjects. Like I rather talk about our upbringings and our relationship with religion and our interests and like our dating history. Like I don't know how to say dating history. Like I don't really care like what you're ex was or whatever but like you know just like more meaningful things than surface level stuff like I rather have unique conversations with each of these people than rather it feel like a copy paste which I feel like happens a lot from hinge I don't know I don't know if I'm alone in this experience I feel like I'm not just based on Conversations with friends. So, I wonder if this is the same outside of Toronto, if it's a Toronto thing. But it definitely feels like dates from dating apps are very performative. There's a lot of pressure, they feel very transactional. Whereas dates that happen more organically, they come from meeting in person or being set up by friends, feel more humane and natural and flowing. I also want to talk a little bit about casual dates. And what I mean by casual dates is instead of just going for a planned drinks or dinner, which I do love, I love trying out a new cool spot, I love being spoiled by the guy, the formality of, like, getting dressed up and going somewhere and it being very romantic and... I can't say the word like I don't know just like old school like typical date you know but I also kind of love the idea of something more casual like going on a walk or doing an activity like playing a sport playing tennis or pickleball or going on a run like even going to other ship like a sauna and ice bath or something like that because it kind of just it makes it feel more chill you can be more yourself it feels almost like you're hanging out with a friend and you're able to picture how they can fit into your life more I think a good combination of the two like going for more formal like drinks and dinner dates in combination with the more casual chill dates like picnics walks hikes activities and things like that are really important. I think it also just like, it makes it more playful. It makes it more youthful. It allows the barriers to come down a bit more when you have more of these casual dates. I know not everyone is agreeable on that, but I think that's something that I've come to realize that I actually want more of in my life just because Lately, I've also hung out with guy friends and we've done super casual things and just like hung out on the couch and talk. And I felt like I could be so much more myself and I could get to know them so much more as opposed to being sitting at a table, cr- sitting across from each other at a fancy restaurant or a cool bar where the music is kind of loud. And there's like this subconscious pressure for it to be very performative and like this whole big thing and super serious. And I don't know. Uh, Does that make sense? Like, I hate when people say that, but like, I just had to say it. I don't know. I think bring back casual dating. I think like Netflix and chill kind of had something. I'm not necessarily saying like just hang out on the couch all the time and like just talk. That's honestly when I've had some of the deepest conversations with my friends, girlfriends, guy friends, whomever. And that's when I've got to know them better and built deeper connections and relationships with them and started to like them more. So I don't know. I think there is an importance of casual dates, especially in early dating, because it may help you figure out if this person is right for you or not. I was talking with my friend Shayna about this, and she brought it up to me. She was saying how grateful she is to have guy friends and have good relationships with guys that are completely platonic in her life that had allowed her and even like relationships with like her father and her uncle and like whoever male figures in her life to set standards in dating as to how being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly. A no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit, and thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Men should be treating her, respecting her, communicating with her, and acting around her. Honestly, this is something I really agree with. A lot of the times, I feel like girls in particular struggle with setting expectations standards when it comes to dating I've definitely been there but by having guy friends that can show you that a guy if you're into if you're heterosexual by having guy friends set the standards and showing to you that men are capable of treating you the way that you want to be treated and like a princess and very respected and you feel safe around them and protected and you can be authentically yourself and you can be silly like the way that you would be around your girlfriends I think that will help you set that into your like copy that into your dating life another conversation that a lot of my friends and I have been talking about is dating casually versus dating to marry and I think that's also because I guess I'm in my mid-20s now but it's kind of getting to the point where at least for me If I'm dating someone seriously, it's only because I see the potential for them to be my future husband or it'd be someone that I could see myself marrying. I don't care and I honestly don't think I ever have because I haven't had a boyfriend. I don't care to date just to date. If I want to just see someone casually and I don't see them as being something really more like they're just a fling, like they're a hookup, they're a situationship, like I don't really care to do the boyfriend, girlfriend things with them if I don't see them as being something long-term, being a husband, being the father of my children sort of thing. I know a lot of my girlfriends, not a lot of my girlfriends, but I know a lot of girls kind of just like date for the sake of dating and there's nothing wrong with that. I just personally don't really care to get into a committed long-term relationship if I don't see them as being that person for me. And that could be seen as being closed-minded or extremely picky, but I just, I really don't see a point. I don't see a point in myself closing myself off to other people, other potential suitors for the sake of just having a boyfriend that I know is only going to be temporary for me. And I also just don't think that's fair to the other person. Maybe you both think that and... You're both in like a mutual agreement, but I don't know. I just don't see the point in dating for the sake of dating. Like if I'm going to date someone seriously and have them be my boyfriend and be in a long-term committed relationship and introduce them to my family, I want that to be the person that I think I'm going to marry, that I'm like 99% certain unless something happens that's unpredictable. I don't really want to date them and call me naive. And like I understand like sometimes like, Well, all the time, like you date someone to get to know them. But unless I have a gut feeling that they could be that person, like I really I don't want anything more. It doesn't need to be anything more. And I'm perfectly content with having casual romantic or sexual relationships with people until I find that person like I just I don't know. I just don't see a point. I think it's maybe a waste of time. I don't know the correct word. I just, I don't see the point in dating for the sake of dating. I rather date, I'll date to marry and by dating to marry, I mean like long-term relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend sort of thing. But I don't really care to date casually and just date for the sake of dating. Another conversation as a young Jewish female is religious differences And this is something I go back and forth on all the time with my therapist and with my friends, specifically Shana. And ideally, I would love to marry Jewish. Ideally, I would love every guy that I date, that I hook up with to be Jewish. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really care? And I think it's hard because I think we're at a time in society and in our culture where the prevalence and and. I don't know the correct word for this. I feel like a lot of people are moving away from religion. People are very spiritual. They're atheists. They may be more like I would classify myself as someone who is very traditional When it comes to Judaism, like I practice the high holidays. I like the traditional aspects. I love the cultural aspects of Judaism because it's not only a religion, but it's also a culture. But I'm not super religious. I'm not super firm on all the beliefs. I don't think everything is super correct. I love spirituality. I have fun with astrology and talking with like a psychic and things like that. Religion isn't my end all be all. But at the same time, there's kind of a comfort in being in a romantic committed relationship with another Jew because of the similar cultural upbringing and the similar values and morals and beliefs and then the way that we would bring up our children. And I go back and forth as to whether or not this depends on if they're Jewish or not. And it's hard to decipher whether it's the opinions of your parents that are impacting this or if it's just like your own opinion. I really don't know if I'm making any sense right now. If you feel any sort of way that's similar to mine, again, I would love to hear. This definitely is an open conversation that I would love to have with you guys. But I think that's like something that I go back and forth. Like, is it important? Is it a non-negotiable for me to date and or marry someone who is Jewish? I think I'm someone who is definitely in a place where I'm definitely open to dating and seeing people who aren't. And I have many times and I've definitely seen those people more than one time and been open to the idea of being in a longer term relationship with them and could see that at the same time, I feel like them not being Jewish has kind of stopped me at some points in that I haven't seen been able to see the complete longevity because they aren't Jewish. So that's definitely something I need to work on myself. And I definitely feel like I'm not alone in this, whether you're Jewish or Catholic or Muslim or Whatever your religious beliefs may be, I think we all go through this. I think personally, in my experiences as a Jew, I just feel like the dating pool is so small. And as you get older, it gets smaller. And sometimes the type of partner I'm looking for isn't in this dating pool, at least in my city. And it can be kind of frustrating. And I think that's why. I resort to letting go of that expectation and that desire and want to marry Jewish because I get annoyed and frustrated with what's available to me. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. We're like 33 minutes in here. I don't know how long it will be once it's edited, but On my timer right now, it says 33, 34 minutes, which I would say is super impressive for myself as at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I've been really struggling talking for longer and I want to talk for longer, but here we are. We are doing it. Back to the Instagram thing. Do you guys prefer if, say, someone comes up to you at the bar, you're flirting, you're kind of hitting it off, would you prefer if they asked for your number, or your Instagram. I feel like if it's someone that I'm actually interested in, I rather number because I just don't want to give, like, I don't know. I don't really have, like, my notifications aren't on on Instagram. I rather have their number. It feels more personal. It feels more mature. So also a lot of the times if they say, like, could I have your Instagram? I'm like, you can have my number. If they ask me for my Snapchat, they are canceled. They are dead for me. That is, I, I have Snapchat, but to them, I don't. <laughs> But I think I much rather have someone have my number, even if I potentially never speak to them again, than my Instagram. I don't know. Because I don't know, like, I'm going to have my main form of communication, like, via technology be a phone number, like texting, calling, FaceTiming. So I don't want it to be Instagram. And I think that kind of just sets the standard, but that's just me. I feel like a lot of people are like that. I mean, I'm not against giving out my Instagram, but I just rather exchange numbers. I think, like, why not? I think that's more legitimate. But anyways, I think that's all I have to talk today. If you like this episode, if you have anything you would like to discuss further with me, I'd love to hear. If you love this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as that is how you can help support the pod. I love reading your reviews. I also love when you guys post that you're listening to Morning Ray on your Instagram stories or put it in your little reels and TikToks as like a recommended podcast. It really just makes my day. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being like dry about it. Like I honestly, it really makes my day. It's really heartwarming to me. It makes me feel like more connected to you guys. So I love that. If you do that, keep doing it. I love it so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you next week. Bye, guys.